1: You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast,
0: part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team team. Every every day, every day, every day. It is episode number 215 of the Locked on Redskins podcast, a special edition on this Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, even though we put out 214 early this morning with Doug Williams, it let you hear from his press conference on Monday, courtesy of the Washington Redskins and my pal Charlie Broyhill. We also, on that particular issue and episode, I should say, Uh, discussed the report from New York and from the Jets side of things that the Redskins had expressed an interest in moving up with the New York Jets to number 3 for their first-round pick. Now, since that time, and since I put out that episode early Wednesday morning, we've had some more development. So what we're going to do is go over everything that we know right now. As of Wednesday afternoon, as I record this, April the 24th, 2019, more than 24 hours before the first round. Depends on when you, of course, listen and download, and we thank you either way. But this is the very latest that we know, and we're going to make this kind of a short special edition, uh, and then we hope that we'll have more content uh, late tonight and early Thursday morning as we get ready for the first round of the draft because we probably won't know anything official until we actually get on the clock. So here's the very latest As we know it, we told you that, again, there was the report from Connor Hughes of The Athletic, who covers the New York Jets, that the Redskins had, he had been told basically to keep an eye on the Redskins as a team that had tried to talk to the Jets about moving up to number three. And we explained Last night, or this morning, depending again when you're listening, in episode number 214, why that was a bad move. That was a bad move for Kyler Murray, bad move for Dwayne Haskins, even though Dwayne Haskins is my favorite quarterback and the quarterback that I think will be the best in this draft. uh, It's a bad move. It's a bad move. It's a bad move. So what we have here is three different reports that we've got to get to. One. Diana Rossini of ESPN reported on Wednesday morning. Now, Diana used to cover the Redskins for NBC4 Washington in the Washington, D.C. area, broke a lot of news, now is a regular part of ESPN's NFL coverage. Um, You know, again, you don't get much more reputable than ESPN. Um, She is based out at Redskins Park, and clearly she has some very good sources. And what she reported on Wednesday morning, was that Bruce Allen and Dan Snyder were once again making the decision. That Bruce Allen and Dan Snyder were once again in charge of who the Redskins were going to take. Now, they never really were not in charge. Here's the bottom line that people don't maybe realize. Jake Rudin had a lot of influence, a lot of say. Certainly his opinion, his analysis, his thought... His evaluation was held in very, 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 very high regard, especially with the fallout from Scott McLuhan. Jay Gruden got a contract extension. He was never named the general manager or anything like that. But Jay Gruden was operating essentially as a director of football or a vice president of football operations, I should say, in that he was the highest ranking member of the football side of front office that was in charge of the 53-man roster and its shaping and evaluation and so on and so forth. However, that being said, Bruce Allen was ultimately always in charge, and Dan Snyder is ultimately always in charge of Bruce Allen. And when Bruce Allen started to lose his grip a little bit last year and almost potentially got removed from the president of football operations role, I think Jay Gruden saw it as an opportunity for him to gain even more potential control and more potential power. Then what happened throughout the course of last year, ticket sales are massively down despite a 6 and 3 start, the Alex Smith injury, how screwed they are in that regard, we've talked about that over and over and over again, and a very disappointing end to a 7 and 9 season and as well a horrific scene. At the final game of the season at FedEx Field, 75 80, 85% Eagles fans in a must-win game for them, which they ultimately did win, and basically you know kind of the fallout from there. So I believe at that point... Bruce Allen, because they had fired Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen, fired Brian LaFamina, who was basically the vice president of business operations, brought in last May to kind of reshape that element. Because that turned out to be a disaster, in their opinion, because Brian LaFamina and his crew lost a power battle with Bruce Allen and his side. Basically, they fired that crew, and when they fired that crew, Bruce Allen reasserted his power. He basically regained control of not only the football operation, but the entire organization. And even though Bruce Allen hired Jay Gruden, and even though Jay Gruden has worked dutifully Under Bruce Allen, naturally, when you're in a highly competitive fishbowl environment like the Washington Redskins and like the NFL, there's going to be some friction. There's going to be some difference of opinion. There's going to be some lack of respect, maybe on both sides. And so you have this situation where we fast forward to today. Now, mind you, all the reporting that has been done in between all this, remember, my colleague at 106.7 The Fan, Eric Bickle, reported that Jay had been kept out of football decisions, football consulting operations, all that stuff. hadn't even been informed. Now, a lot of people disputed that. Uh, even at at times, I disputed, just saying, I, you know, I didn't like. There's certainly some elements there, uh, but I don't know for sure if Jay was completely kept out of it. I've been told absolutely categorically he wasn't. I've also heard that Jay Gruden certainly has lost his grip, has lost his control, has lost his major influence, has lost his major say. We've reported that. We've reported that on this podcast. We've reported that Jay Gruden was frustrated and had come out guns a-blazing, and Jay Gruden really didn't care. What anybody thought of him, least of all Bruce Allen and Dan Snyder, because he basically looked at it as he was going to get blamed. He was going to get blamed for this team falling short if they were going to fall short when he wasn't getting the necessary ingredients that he felt he wanted and needed to compete and field a legitimate offense. So, again, we fast forward to Wednesday morning, the day before the draft. Diana Rossini, again, still very well connected with the Washington Redskins organization, reports this, reports that Bruce Allen and Dan Snyder are firmly in control, that they are making the pick, that there are some people on the football side of operations that do not want a quarterback, that feel they have too many other needs, do not want to trade up. And she also adds that they are enamored with Dwayne Haskins which, again, all makes sense. Dwayne Haskins went to high school in Potomac, Maryland, went to the University of Maryland, left for Ohio State, knows Dan Snyder's son, clearly a kid who grew up in the shadows of FedEx Field, played and played very successfully uh, at a major college program like Ohio State, coming back home. It doesn't hurt that he is an African-American quarterback. Uh, In a market where that matters, I'll just say it like that, in a market where that matters— And Dwayne Haskins seems to be less of a prima donna, less of a diva than certainly Kyler Murray. And you can certainly make an argument, a strong argument for Robert Griffin III. That being said, again, there appears based on Diana's reporting and based on also what I've heard as well, there appears to be some split on A, Dwayne Haskins, as an actual quarterback, fitting the Washington Redskins and on the next level, lack of mobility, Ohio State scheme. We've touched on that over the last couple of episodes. There seems to be this divide on that part of it. Certainly there seems to be a divide on whether the Redskins should move up. And if they move up, where should they move up? You have the New York Jets at number three. Is that going to be good enough? What if somebody jumps ahead to number two if you make that deal? course you should probably wait until you're on the clock but if you're going to move up that far why didn't you try and make a more aggressive pursuit of josh rosen by all accounts the redskins were kind of lukewarm they didn't really go all in on josh rosen maybe that was because they sensed arizona wasn't going to trade him i'm sure that's what they would say but that might not be true coming up next right here on the locked on redskins podcast special edition episode number two oh uh, 215 rather 215 uh we're going to get into, again, the possibility of trading up to number three and who it might be for. It might not just be for Dwayne Haskins. It might be Kyler Murray. i tell you what my colleague Craig Hoffman had to say about that. As well, Mike Garofolo from NFL Network was a guest of mine on my radio show on Wednesday afternoon. What he basically had to say, we'll do that next on the Locked on Redskins podcast.
2: Free dessert for life at homeshef.com slash locked on. That's homeshef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life, homeshef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All
0: right, it is episode number two fifteen of the Locked On Redskins Podcast. Good to have you with us. Again, always make sure you're following at Locked Redskins on Twitter, at Locked Redskins on Twitter, as well at Locked On NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram. So couple of things here. If the Redskins were to move into the top five, combined with Diana Russini of ESPN's report that they are smitten, enamored, whatever you want to call it with Dwayne Haskins, and that they are hell-bent on getting a quarterback and moving up and all that good stuff, a lot of people started putting two and two together and saying, absolutely, the Redskins are going to trade up into the top five for Dwayne Haskins. They've got to probably get ahead of the Giants. They may have to get ahead of the Oakland Raiders at number four. They may have to do it at number three with the New York Jets. But, It was pointed out, and we've touched on this, and we've talked about it as early as two weeks ago when we found out Kyler Murray was going to come visit the Redskins and when Kyler Murray then canceled his visit with the Redskins last week that it is possible that if the Redskins were to move up It didn't necessarily have to be at number one. It didn't necessarily have to be at number two. They could wait until number three with the New York Jets on the board and then move up with the New York Jets at number three and take Kyler Murray if Arizona chose to go with Josh Rosen and stay with Josh Rosen and picked, say, Nick Bosa. and San Francisco, nobody traded up with them, and then they kept their pick at number two, which, again, would not be an absolute lock that they would stay there, that the Redskins could then move with the Jets on the clock Uh, Up to number three, the Jets are in desperate need of getting more draft picks. They only have six after trading a bunch of picks for Sam Darnold last year. So the bottom line is is the Redskins could move up to number three, and while people might say that's crazy, they shouldn't do that, and I would agree, again, I am dead set against that, it wouldn't necessarily automatically be for Dwayne Haskins just because that's what the report is, that they're smitten with him. As a matter of fact, Craig Hoffman, again, my colleague at 106.7 The Fan, said, uh, and unless I misunderstood him, I believe this is basically what he said, and I have heard this as well, that – the Redskins' number one quarterback on their draft board in this class is indeed Kyler Murray. Uh, And certainly that makes sense from a talent standpoint, from an athletic standpoint, from an excitement and a marketability standpoint, from a throwing arm standpoint. Uh, But again, it doesn't make sense. For a lot of other reasons, personality in, uh, you know, football X's and O's type stuff. You hear all the Charlie Casserly reports, uh, Albert Brewer the other day uh, with his reports. It doesn't exactly mesh. And I think it would be a nightmare trying to manage Kyler Murray in Washington, D.C., in that organization with the pressure, with all the hype, with all the intrigue. But it would make the Redskins very much instantly relevant again. And again, there is nothing that Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen don't cherish more than than being relevant and being the buzz of the National Football League and being prime time and being intriguing and selling tickets and exciting the fan base and making money and corporate this and corporate that and they can deny it until kingdom come of course they want to win they also want to make a lot of money and they want to be sexy and they want to be juicy so just because the Redskins trade into the top five does not necessarily mean they would be doing it for Dwayne Haskins they could be doing it certainly for Kyler Murray and three would be the sweet spot because it is thought why That John Gruden and the Oakland Raiders at number four are the team that would pounce all over Kyler Murray at number four if somehow, some way, he is still out there. Now, if the Redskins choose not to move up into the top five, say Kyler Murray goes number one, say another team leapfrogs them, whatever the situation might be, they could still move up and, again, not take Kyler Murray and also not move up into the top five. Or they could trade up into the five spot behind Oakland and behind the Jets or whoever trades up with the Jets. They could trade up to the five spot and Tampa Bay and Bruce Arians who right now you don't think needs a quarterback because Jamison Winston going into the final year of his deal and Arians is supposedly in love with him uh, and has a deep relationship with him you could trade up with Tampa Bay to number five to leapfrog the Giants at number six who were thought to be heavily in the quarterback market remember what we told you the Giants had the most quarterback visits in the pre-draft process only second only above the Redskins who had the second most in this particular draft class so you could move ahead of the Giants at number five or you could move if you didn't if you didn't have the ammunition or didn't want to surrender the ammunition to get up to number 5 you could theoretically move up to number 8 or number 9 with or, or even number 7 Jacksonville at 7 Detroit at 8 Buffalo at 9 the sweet spot there's all sorts of machinations here and there's all sorts of possibilities and again I would say this. I'm not a fan at all about trading up. I think the Redskins should stay at number 15 and take the best player available because they have so many needs and so many um, things that they need to fill out their roster with. And quite honestly, they need all their nine draft picks. And they can, again, package some of those draft picks, as we've consistently mentioned, to trade back into the first round. At the end, to grab a a Finley from NC State, a Will Greer from West Virginia, somebody like that. Get an extra year of control and pay a lot less. Now, theoretically, you're getting less of a talent, but you never know. Scheme, fit, coaching, all that stuff. Um, Again, you don't have to surrender your entire franchise and your entire asset value to get a quarterback and hope and bank that you are right in your evaluation and somehow, some way, that player stays healthy. Again, there's a couple of different components to this. There's the one that you can control, your evaluation. There's the one that you can't control, really, injury and lack of production moving forward because it is a complete unknown. That's why there's so much risk involved in the draft and so much risk involved in moving up. But again, if the Redskins were to move up, I could see them and I guess depending on what they would pay and how far they would move up and who they ultimately draft, I could see them having more success moving up to, say, again, number nine or even an eight or seven or, or something like that. But nine is, to me, the ideal max that I want to go up with the Buffalo Bills who just drafted a quarterback last year, and ahead of, again, Denver, who may be looking for a quarterback of the future with Joe Flacco. Cincinnati with new head coach Zach Taylor, who may be looking for a new quarterback uh, of the future with Andy Dalton getting up there. And, again, the Dolphins at number 13. Or you could move up to number 12 with the Green Bay Packers ahead of the Dolphins if you think they might grab the quarterback that you like and that quarterback set is out there. Again, I would have less of a problem if the Redskins were to move up in that vein as opposed to... To moving up to number three or in the top five. You get where I'm coming from? Now, Mike Garifol of NFL Media, NFL Network, he's based out of Red, he confirmed that the Redskins indeed have tried to move up into the top five. Will they? Nobody knows. But he basically made it sound like, you know, he's more convinced that Dwayne Haskins would be that guy, which again kind of is in line with what Diana Rossini is reporting. And he also said, and this was a question that I asked him, about the scale of concern 1 through 10, with 10 being the highest alarm, about the football intangible stuff about Kyler Murray, and he said it was a seven based on the people that he was talking to. Now, that's an inexact evaluation, but basically a seven to me screams out, listen, people that he's talking to around the league, multiple teams, multiple front offices are concerned about Kyler Murray and his X's and O's ability and his personality and how, you know some of the things that we've talked about, some of the things that have been reported about by, again, Charlie Casserly, by Albert Breer, by others. These are very legit legitimate concerns so I wanted to pass that along from Garofalo what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick time out we're going to come back wrap up the show with another report from my buddy Grant Paulson who I work with at 106.7 The Fan who also writes for The Athletic and NBC Sports Washington and he's very tapped into the Redskins uh, so I want to pass that along because the Redskins also had a counter to his report that's next right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast good to have you with us episode number 215. We're back, episode number 215. We wrap it up this way here on this Wednesday afternoon as we record this. Again, a little bit more than 24 hours before the first round of the NFL draft. Redskins sitting at 15, but all sorts of trade rumors and speculation and reports from ESPN and NFL Network. Diana Rossini on the ESPN side, NFL Network Mike Carafolo side, Albert Breer basically saying the same thing, that the Redskins are indeed trying to move up into the top five. Now, uh, just to add context and layers to that, what I've heard is certainly Jay Gruden, again, continues to be frustrated. Uh, There are football people on the football operations side that are not enamored at all with A, trading up, and B, Dwayne Haskins. And if it's not Kyler Murray, you could be having a team trading up to sell tickets and to market and to get the quarterback uh, to make them relevant and football operation people and football evaluation people are not in favor of that particular move. And you can believe that or you don't believe that, but I know who it's coming from and I'm telling you, I believe it. Uh, And this should not surprise you in any way. Uh, my, My friend Grant Paulson, Uh, who's great Uh, and uh, works for, again, 106.7 The Fan, uh, The Athletic, uh, D.C., uh, and as well NBC Sports Washington, Sirius XM, Baseball Channel. I mean, he's got a million jobs. Uh, He's a good dude. Uh, He reported on Wednesday afternoon, quote, just talked to a Redskins source, and this is at Grant H. Paulson on Twitter, just talked to a Redskins source who told me Dan Snyder has, quote-unquote, taken over the first round of the draft, end quote. The last time Grant adds that happened the Redskins traded two future number ones and a number two to move up for Robert Griffin yes (sighs) now the Redskins have countered that through Grant's words he said for what it's worth and in the interest of the Redskins side of this on my previous tweet I just talked to Redskins spokesman Tony Wiley who's basically a vice president uh, of communications he says any person saying Dan Snyder has taken over the team's first-round decision-making is, quote-unquote, categorically false. Now, basically, from what I understand, um, is, you know, there's this notion that, I guess, Dan Snyder isn't that involved in the draft process and maybe isn't even aware of the rankings and all that stuff, but... Here's how I would say, um, and to kind of counter that, is he didn't have to be. He could just say, this is who I want. This is who I want to build my franchise around. This is who I need to sell tickets. This is what we need to make ourselves relevant again. And that could be as simple as that. Bruce, do it. And Bruce does it. Again, there's an information collection. There's a gathering. There's a process. There's an influence. There's meetings. There is, again, people with say and people with an opinion and people with voice and people with influence. And some people have had that influence and say and voice and control lessened. And I believe Jay Gruden is one of those guys, if not the lead guy in that regard. But ultimately, Bruce Allen has always made the decisions at the behest of Dan Snyder. They are the two top bananas in the Redskins organization. And, again, Dan Snyder doesn't have to see any board or know what his scouts say or be involved in any of these meetings to say, bam, I want that guy. That's who I want. That's who we're taking. He doesn't have to do anything other than, Bruce, do you think this guy is good? Yes. Do you think we can sell? Yes. He's a quarterback. Boom, boom, done, and we're doing it. Now, that doesn't mean it's absolutely happening that way, but now you have two reports. One, Grant saying he's taken over, meaning Dan Snyder, the first round of the draft, and number, and usually that means the quarterback. And number two, Jay Gruden, or I shouldn't say Jay Gruden, Diana Rossini's report uh, basically saying that Bruce and Dan are in charge of the show and that basically Bruce Allen uh, and, and Jay Gruden uh, and football operation people are, are being basically shoveled aside. So uh, you make of it what you make of it. Uh, the bottom line is, is, as usual, there's a lot of controversy. There's a lot of circus. There's a lot of questions that need to be answered. What is Doug Williams' role in this? What is Kyle Smith's role in this? Uh, I, you know, I can tell you the Redskins are rolling a very, 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 very dangerous set of dice here. Uh, They're going to lose some quality people because people have had it in that building. I've been telling you that for months. People have had it in that building. And good quality people are going to leave the organization because normal organizations do not operate like this. I'm sorry they don't. The owner always has an influence. The owner always can ultimately get what he wants. There are many organizations where the owner says, you know what, in the interest of me not knowing what I'm doing, And trusting my football people, I'm going to lay low. I'm going to support what you guys want to support. And it works in almost every organization. And when the owners get involved and when non-football people, and Bruce Allen, make no mistake about it, is still a non-football people uh, person in the eyes of many, 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 many people in the National Football League, not just me, when they get involved and they start making decisions, fairly or unfairly, things continue to go off the track and i guess we'll find out thursday night if the redskins take a quarterback and move up who was right and who was pulling all the strings if you will all right that's going to do it for us thanks for being with us special edition of the locked on redskins podcast episode number 215 adios